The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Ian Stewart. Governor Glenn Youngkin has put his executive pen to work in recent days, signing over 700 pieces of legislation. As Ben Pavey reports, the new laws touch everything from elections to juvenile justice. Democrats still control Virginia's Senate, so all the new laws pass with at least some bipartisan support. One law forbids using outside money for administering elections. Another bans the Department of Juvenile Justice from setting up boot camps for youth. At least two bills reverse laws previously passed by Democrats. Law enforcement agencies will be able to withhold more records from the public. And some farm and domestic workers will no longer be eligible for certain overtime protections. Youngkin also signed Adams Law, which requires hazing education in college student groups. It was sparked by the death of VCU student Adam Oaks after a fraternity event. The new laws go into effect July 1st. Ben Pavier, VPM News. Governor Glenn Youngkin has appointed a former Trump official to be Virginia's Deputy Secretary of Education. The Virginia Mercury reports that Mackenzie Snow started in the role yesterday. She once worked as an aide to U.S. Secretary of Education Betsy DeVos and has been a major advocate for school choice policies. In her new role, Snow will join Virginia's Education Secretary Amy Rogsted Guadera on the governor's cabinet, overseeing pre-K to higher education. Richmond Mayor LeVar Stoney has proposed a new ordinance to city council to set aside funding to begin the design and construction of a new George Wythe High School. The majority of city council has been pushing for a 2,000-student school, while most school board members are advocating for a 1,600-student school. Stoney says the ordinance represents a compromise, solidifying funds for a school with a student population of 1,800. It's time to put down our swords. It's time to elevate our kids above the fight. I know deep down we all want the best for our kids, but the time for disagreement is over. The time for politics is over. The proposal still needs to have a public hearing. Stoney expects it will be voted on by the city council in two weeks. Hampton University officials say all outstanding student account balances for this semester will be erased. The historically black university also does not plan to increase tuition or fees for the next academic year. University President Dr. William Harvey says these decisions were made because of the ongoing financial hardships students and their families are experiencing due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Hampton University has also used federal and donated funds to create scholarships and help students pay off loans. A project years in the making is now getting a million dollars in funding. The Virginia Beach City Council recently decided to spend the money on the Virginia African American Cultural Center. Paul Bebo from partner station WHRO reports. Amelia Ross Hammond is the founder of the group Building the Center. In late February, she spoke to the city council. Yes, African American stories matter. Yes, there's a place for African American advancement programming and mentoring. Yes, there's a place for all people of all background to learn about, with, and from 
African Americans. The center is expected to cost $20 million. At an event near the oceanfront, Ross Hammond talked about her long fight to build it. And you notice we had this million dollars. It was given after two and a half years of me back and forth with the Virginia General Assembly. She says the project should break ground by the end of next year, and she'll spend this year looking for more supporters. Petersburg residents will have multiple opportunities this week to tell city officials what they think should be focused on in the upcoming budget. The city will host two budget workshops where residents can review the budget proposal with the city's financial team. Petersburg Mayor Sam Parham says citizens are encouraged to participate in the budget process. The workshops will be held this Wednesday and Thursday from 6 to 8 p.m. at the Petersburg Public Library. For a third year in a row, Richmond's Monument Avenue won't see participants in the traditional Easter on Parade, but it's not because of the pandemic. Instead, the reason is due to a lack of funding, according to the Richmond Times-Dispatch. The parade roughly costs $30,000 for security, street closures, and music, which the city of Richmond usually covers. But this year, the city could only provide $10,000. Organizers say they hope the parade returns next year. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.